Ag State of Mind, episode 110. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello and welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today we go and we talk with my friend, Sammy Wangsness. Sammy has an incredible story of perseverance. We talk today about her journey through school while coming to terms with ADHD. She explains how she had to kind of find her own way and a way that would work for her to succeed. Uh, Sammy and I have connected over social media for several years now, and it was so nice to have a face-to-face conversation with a friend. Um, This world we live in, so many connections are made virtually through chats, through tweets, through whatever the social media medium that you choose. Um, but it's so much better to have on a different level, have that conversation face to face. And today it was just so great to talk to her. Uh, this was an incredible conversation. It was incredible fun for me. So I am looking so forward to each of you getting to hear it. So, all right, here we go with my interview and conversation with Sammy Wangsness. All right, Sammy Wangsness, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really exciting to me because for a lot of reasons, I'm excited for what we're going to talk about, about you sharing your story, but I'm also excited that you and I get to have a face-to-face because we have a lot of interaction online, you know, through typed words and read messages and whatnot, but this is the first time we've actually gotten to speak face-to-face. I mean, even though it was over a Zoom call, it's still more significant. So I really appreciate that when that happens. Yeah, I'm excited. This is awesome. Finally, I feel like we're finally getting to meet, even though I felt like we've kind of known each other. Right, right. (laughs) This is a real friendship now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So tell everybody a little bit about your beginnings, about your story, and then we'll we'll get into, you know, I put out the tweet a couple, whenever that was, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I don't even remember. Time moves so fast or slow, whichever way you want to put it, that uh, we'll just, just go into it and we'll get into that. All right. So I was born and raised in Southwest Iowa, um, small little podog town. Everybody knows everybody, five streets north and south, seven east and west, you know, and just a small town girl, um, moved off, went to college in Ankeny, basically just right outside of Des Moines, did two years at a community college, went off to Iowa State. And when I was going to college, part of college, uh, you had to have an internship to get credits and in order to graduate. And so I got on with a co-op and immediately fell in love and basically found that that's where I wanted to be. That's where I wanted to do. This is what I wanted. I wanted to pour my whole heart and soul into agriculture even more and be with farmers. They encouraged me to try something new, not be a lifer there, you know, try out an internship. But then if you don't go try a new one and if you hate it, come back, our doors are always open. And so then I got a different internship the second year. I'm really glad I did. Hated my life. 
I went back and I'm like, listen, I'm going to be here. I'm going to graduate college. And this is where I'm going to be. And basically that was my goal. I finally made my way through college, got on with the co-op full-time officially, got a salary. My name actually meant something with my business cards. They no longer <laughs> said intern anymore. It's kind of a big deal. And then got married and then I left the co-op and bounced around. And now the, me and my husband just built a house with our cat and that's that. Very good. Now, did you, did you grow up on a farm at all? Nope. So my dad and my grandpa ran an agronomy business back home. It started out as an LP business and then there were seven branches and they were one of them. And that took like basically all agronomy sales across town. Obviously they had the co-op, but different. <laughs> and uh, so I was just involved. I was around my dad and my grandpa all the time. And I dove into FFA and I can honestly say that if it wasn't for my ag teacher, I don't know that I would have gotten through high school. Maybe I maybe would have gotten sent off to like the troubled children's school, not because I was a terrible child, but just because he took the time to sit down and kind of control me. And when I would get off path, he'd put me back on the straight and narrow and just kind of help me figure out what worked for me versus what didn't. And I, to this day, I mean, in my mind, teachers don't get enough credit for what they do, sure. but to this day, I feel like I'm forever in debt to my ag teacher. And it wasn't just in ag classes, it sounds like. I mean, it was just, Correct. It was just yeah. school in general. School in general. I mean, the ag classes were basically for a plus side of things. Right, right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Everything else got in the way. I can see, I can. It's true. It really <laughs> did. It was a shame. <laughs> so the reason, and honestly, I, I had no idea you'd be the one who I spoke to on this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, big surprise. So it's, that's it. That's <laughs> even more exciting for me. I put out a tweet last week, whatever it was, talking about... I want to talk to somebody about the experience with ADHD, how it affects people, the, because there is, there's a stigma around it. And I'll be the first to say that I probably contributed to that stigma for some time uh, because I don't understand it. And I had a, someone messaged me uh, on Facebook who listens to the podcast, but she had a specific request to tackle this to go head onto this so we can get a little bit more information, more lived experience. You know, I don't think necessarily somebody wants a, a scientist to come on and talk about it, but they do want someone like Sammy to come on and live their real life experience yeah. and, and, and tell, you know, show people that, Hey, it doesn't mean necessarily what it is like portrayed to mean. A lot of the time, Absolutely. you know, so share your experience with that, what it was like, how, you know, you talked about how your ag teacher got you on, kept you, you know, between the ditches a little bit mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. you know, and how that, how you managed that throughout, I guess your life. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I even thought of it as kind of like the weirdos or, you know, cause I, there were people in my class, like even in elementary that they would always talk about, oh, I have to take my pill or otherwise I'm going to be a window licker type of thing. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, whatever. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I can classify as a window licker. <laughs> and I am obviously all over the place. But it was just one of those things where I was blessed enough that before, I mean, I know that I've had ADHD my whole life, mm -hmm. but I didn't get diagnosed with it 
until I was in college and failing out. Okay. So a lot of it was like my teachers grabbing me and keeping me out of the rhubarb. Like let's put you back on the straight and narrow. I was just always on the go. Couldn't figure Like I have 97 things going at once. And my dad, who was like the calmest man in all the land, didn't care about a whole lot. But if you were like the pinball going everywhere, he would like his, he would get so mad. And he's like, could you hold still? Like, can you just figure something out? And I'm like, but I did. And then it would just look like a tornado had gone through the place. I'm like, I got this, this, and this accomplished. And he's just like, but you made so much noise and there's literally crap everywhere. I'm like, yeah, but it's great. And then I take <laughs> off and start something new. He's just like, how, how do you keep going? It's exhausting. But I didn't know any different. And my way of learning was touching, feeling, sniffing. Uh. Like I had to be dived into things. And so when I'd be in reading assignments, I would fail them, fail them all the time. Okay. My mom's like, you read the book. I'm like, I sure did. And like, what is going on? And so then I would have to make, my mom would make a fort. We'd like have to make it fun for me. Mm. And she would even like buy the book, like the CDs of the books to see if, okay, maybe you're not reading it. Maybe you need to slow down. And I'd end up like mocking the narrator because I'd be so bored with them. It's like, we're paying money for these things. You have to. And I'm like, listen, Linda, this book is terrible. I don't know what's going on. So we'd like make a fort and we'd set a timer. And like, we just tried to figure out what would work best for me. And that was the hardest part because my poor teachers didn't have the time of day. And my poor parents are just like, okay, obviously you can't have caffeine after this time of day. You can't have chocolate, but we've, we knew that I was messed up, but you dealt with it. Like we just had to find a way around it. And it was just, I was very fortunate that I had people that would sit down with me and be like, okay, this is what we have to accomplish. And then if you get this done, we can have a snack and we can have a break. And that's basically still to this day, how I live my life. Okay, you get this done, you can have a snack and then you can have a break. And then you need to go and have your little recess and you reel it back in type of thing. And that's, pretty much the gist of it like I still have I still carry a nut and a bolt that uh my dad gave me uh, -huh. uh it's a sh it's a sheer bolt uh -huh. for me in Hydra season because uh -huh. we always carried them in the truck sure. and I would sit all the time and to this day I hate people that click pens but it's because I'm one of them uh -huh. because you always have to be doing something uh -huh. and so I have this sheer bolt that I would take to class and I'd sit there and I'd just spin it and I found that in, and this was in high school, that this is like, as long as I could keep myself busy, I could focus in a little better. But it, it took my poor parents, it took them quite a few years before that even, I could even figure that out. But it was because I would be riding with my dad as he's delivering in hydro sinks and I'd be dusting the dash, like cleaning everything up. And he's just like, do you ever sit down and relax? I'm like, this is relaxing. And now you have a clean truck. <laughs> like, and then no one really got it. And I was like, that's, I'm just wired differently. Mm. Like, okay, well, you're getting too much sleep. Let's, let's try something different, you know? And it wasn't uncommon for me to fail all my tests in school, but they're like, see me, you know this. I'm like, I know, I don't understand. Like why, why all the red ink? Can, can I get the sticker? Can I get the pat on the back? Like what, what am I doing wrong? Cause that was my, like, I hated tests. Like you have test anxiety. No, I, I, I don't get the sweats when the test comes around. I don't get like the nervous poops. I know what this is. Like I do it, I hand it in, and then it comes back with a big red F. And so then like high school, we, it didn't matter because if you did your homework, the tests were irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I, in, in high school, I, I showed up to class. So 
I found my ways around. And if I didn't understand something, I went to my ag teacher and we sat down and we figured it out. Like chemistry class, me and that teacher went rounds. Yeah. Rounds, I tell you. Yeah. And finally, my uh, ag teacher's like, Sammy, you know glufosinate and glyphosate? I'm like, yeah, absolutely I do. So then we'd have to like paint the picture, reel back in. I'm like, all right, so here we go. And it just was someone sitting down and taking that extra time with me. But then going off to college, you didn't have that. Right, right. And I didn't want to ask for help either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've figured this out from day one. I don't need nobody to tell me how to do this. <laughs> Turns out I did. Mm-hmm. Because you're only allowed so many drops. Right, right. And when I, at the community college, luckily it was a lot like high school. Like I found like my ag advisors, they were great. I worked with them. They helped me. Like, obviously I had the gen, the general classes that if they were test-based. I dropped them and got a different one because if there was no homework, I knew that I couldn't pass the class. Oh. And mm-hmm. so I dropped everything, not because I was failing it to begin with, but because I knew that there was no hope for me. With so it. you, you would thrive when there was homework or that's, or, yeah. or it gave you a fighting chance, I guess you should. It say. gave me a chance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It, it, I at least had that kind of as my backbone, like it's, it's supported it. And I, always thought you know d's get degrees so you're five no d's get you academic probation <laughs> yeah. everyone's like oh d's get degrees it's fine I'm like no it is not fine <laughs> it is not fine at all but i graduated from community college with a 3.98 and i'm like boom i got this and it was my goal like I, the co-op never told me that i had to go to the university and get a degree from there they were fine with me having two years and i'm like nope it is my goal to do four years and then I, whatever I want, I'm going to come back here and be an agronomist, but I am going to have four years under my belt. It was more of like just a, a pat on the back to myself that I could do it. And I wanted to be able to say that I went to a university. I, my brother didn't, not that I have anything against him, but he didn't do it. I wanted to be the princess that made it this far, <laughs> you know? And so when I went off to Iowa State, it was just a completely different world for me. They didn't care if you showed up to class. Mm-hmm. They didn't care it was a matter it was all tests mm-hmm. mm. and immediately obviously yeah that was gonna be yeah immediately it's all failing 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 and I, I i was quick to learn that when you drop in gpa it takes a long time to get it back up you can drop fast right right you cannot build it up and bowling class does not help build your gpa <laughs> tried it stupid that that, that, but, that should be different Right? I excelled. I made friends. But I was going to the co-op and they were helping me with everything. They're like, see me, you know this. You know this stuff. But it wasn't until I failed weeds class and I was failing sex class that I'm like, first of all, I've ranked in the United States in identifying weeds, not just the state of Iowa. I know weeds. I know how to grow them. I know how to kill them. I can identify their seeds. I can identify them in a picture. I know weeds. So why am I failing the class? And I remember calling my dad. I'm like, dad, I'm failing sex class and weeds. And he's like, uh, uh, duh, duh. And I'm like, I know what both of them are. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he's like, well, what, you just going to quit or what? And I'm like, no. He's like, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I don't know. But I know what sex is and I know what weeds are. And he's like, all right, I, that, 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 that's fine. But uh, 
like, how do you fail sex class? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I go every day. I know how to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> dad this is seriously like the end like this i made it all through high school and trust me it was touch and go but because i was an athlete in small town iowa mm -hmm. and i loved i was top of 4-h and ffa stuff mm -hmm. i had to pass because if i didn't pass they didn't have a starting basketball team uh -huh. they didn't have a starting volleyball team yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah uh -huh. and it's like oh, she shows up she keeps her mouth shut most of the time Yep, we'll take her. Type of thing. <laughs> We're in college. Nope, she gone. We got her money. I was like, what do I do? And he's like, you got you to gotta ask for help. I'm like, where do you go? First of all, I'm 21 years old. I'm an independent woman. Ain't nobody going to help me. Now I need the help. What do I do? Like, dad, this is, this is where you step in. And he's like, hey, I dropped out of college my first semester. So yeah. I support you, but good luck. And so now I'm like, okay, what do you got to do to get help? And I went into my advisor and he's like, see me, you have ADHD. Don't you do something about it? I'm like, I have note cards. They are color coded. I have the bullet prints. Like I know what it takes to do all the studying. Cause I would sit down. I studied my life away. Like a lot of college people like, yeah, I was at the bars. I had the best time of my life. I'm like, no, I was at, I was drunk when I was 16 to 21. Uh -huh. I hit 21 and I was an adult. Like uh -huh. I had a job. All I wanted to do was farm. I wanted to help the farmers. I wanted to make money. I went to school to get the degree. I put all the time in. And I was getting nothing back. Uh -huh. And my advice, and I was working at the co-op, I was working at the dairy farm, and I was working at Shields. Because, again, I'm an independent woman. I don't need no help from nobody. I'm going to pay for this. Mm -hmm. And my advisor's like, well, you're going to have to quit some jobs. <laughs> I'm like, I worked 80 hours a week at DMAC and graduated with a 3.98. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me I have to quit a job. I'm fully capable of doing this. It's like, you're gonna, that's going to be the first thing they do. And so they sent me to the Student Disability Resource Center. And at this point in time, I had already, I, the letter had already gotten sent home to my mom and dad saying that I was on academic probation. I had a sem semester of the probation period to get my GPA up or I would be kicked out. And that was like gut-wrenching to me. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, I didn't get a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, you sent it to my parents? Like, uh -huh. cool. Does it tell you what to do about it? And they're like, well, you can rebuttal it. I'm like, what is there to rebuttal? All I have are these Fs, F, F, F. Do you want to see my note cards? And be like, congratulations, you know how to make a note card. Like, what do I have to show that I've been trying this hard? Right. You know? And so I went to the Student Disability Resource Center and I'm looking around I'm like, I don't belong here. I do not belong here because it was that stigma. Right. Like there was people with much bigger problems than me. Right. And they opened the door and they're like, do you want a hug? I'm like, I, I don't know what I want. Uh -huh. <laughs> Are you having a mental breakdown? I'm like, I think I am. Like, there's all these people here that want help and they physically look like they need help. I'm like, I, it's not that I'm too good for this. I just think that they need the help more than me. And I remember this gal coming up to me and she's like, they call me shark fin because she was missing part of her arm. And I'm like, do I laugh? Don't I? Like, what do we do here? I'm like, I like windows, you know, like I'm failing out of college. This is great. It's like, no, everybody's welcome here. I'm like, okay. Now I'm in the club of special people. Great. <laughs> you know, fast forward after we had to go to weekly meetings and they had to like send all these letters and they're like, so we're going to have to get you medically diagnosed. I was like, what do you mean? Like in order for the university to do anything about it, you have to get medically diagnosed. Like, okay. What's that take? Well, you have to get in with a psych doctor. 
like, okay. It's about a year and a half month out. Right. Like year and a half or so out. And I'm like, by then I'm kicked out. Right. (laughs) And my dad's like, well, just go to work for the co-op. I'm like, no, I'm not going to just go to work. I want this. And I had to go through all these psych evaluations. I immediately sat down. He's like, you have ADHD and a little bit of OCD, huh? And I'm like, awkward. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? And they came up with like this action plan of how to get control of Sammy, you know? And I'm like, I'm an adult. I know how to control myself. I know this, yeah, just prove that, okay, I have note cards. I have designated study time. I had to go in and show that this is me sitting down and studying. This is me not going to work. This is me dedicating myself to the library. It's like, no, I'm not taking a selfie in the library to prove that I'm here. Like, this is me and my student disability resource person showing that I am messed up, you know? And it was then that I figured out maybe it is time to be medicated. Mm. Maybe it is necessary. I like this whole time I remember growing up, one of my best friends had to be medicated. And I'm just like, nah, man, I got control of myself. I got a nut in the bowl. And I know that if I get this done, go have recess, go have a snack, like, then you'll regroup. I just know that sometimes I need to take a break. And and my dad had always was put the fear of God in me. I don't know if it's just because he survived the seventies and you know, a lot of the drugs then that he's like, you don't need medication. So I was horrified. Uh-huh. They're like, let's get you on some medicine. Let's try it. And I'm like, okay, great. What are we going to do here? First of all, I was like, you do know I have a CDL. So if I, this makes me have a bad piss test, like I lose my job. They're like, no, this, this is allowed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, just so you know, this is very important. I, I have a job to do. I'm like, which do you want more? I'm like, I just need to know that if I have to take a piss test, this isn't going to be a problem. Uh-huh. And they, they're like, they didn't understand that having a CDL is a very important part of our agriculture life. Right, right. And fast forward a little further and they had me like go to the special, I had to take a bus to go to a special room to get tested, like for all of these things. And I'm like, now I'm even more centered, mm-hmm. like singled out. Here I am being singled out by everyone else thrown to a side where all my friends get to take a test in the classroom. And now I have to ride the orange bus to the building in which all the special people go. Shark Fin was always there to give me a high five on my way in. And I'd go into this room. They're like, okay, make yourself comfortable. And it was like literally a padded room. I'm like, this is, this is what I have to do. And I'd have, they'd have to get the test read to me. Well, I would fail them because what happened? They would be reading it too slow. They would be like, I just couldn't figure it out. It was a lot of trial and error. And because I tried and they had proof of it and figuring out what medications worked for me, that it basically, it was like a night and day difference. Like within three months, I remember getting my first test back and they're like, do you want, my advisor was like, do you want me to put a smiley face on? I'm like, yes, yes I do. (laughs) And I want to hang that on my fridge type of thing. Like, it didn't dawn on me that there were so many other people that were struggling the same way I did. And they tapped out, they went home. Like they're like, yeah, college isn't for me. Uh, Or they just had mom and dad fork over more money and they went to a different school and then came back for a little while. I'm like, this isn't an option. I have to figure it out. I had to accept that something isn't wired right in me. And I'm never going to be wired. Right. (laughs) Everybody's wired a little different but there was just a little bit of tweaking. And finally I got medicated and I was just, I I remember telling my dad, I was like, dad, they're going to put me on medicine. He's like, okay. He's like, what do you mean? Okay. He's like, if that's what it's going to take, that's what it's going to take. Like you're, 
you're always going to be my favorite little window licker, <laughs> but if we can tone it down, I think we're all going to be happy about it, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. How did the meds make you feel different? Like what, what did you notice? Like what was the biggest thing that you, that changed in you or what you noticed anyway? So the, it was a lot of trial and error because as you can believe it or not without medicine, I'm already. And if I get not enough of it, I, I'm all over the place. If I get too much, it's amplified. Like it's bad. And so I remember taking it and think, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hear my heartbeat. Like uh, uh-huh. too much, too much. What do I do? And I remember calling my dad. I'm like, dad, obviously phone your friend. Like, what do you do when there's a problem? Phone my dad. Uh-huh. And again, he survived this. I'm like, dad, what is it like to be high? He's like, what do you mean? I said, I know I've been at work for a really long time and I'm working on these variable rate maps and there's all these colors. He's like, first of all, you don't know what it's like to be high. And I'm like, I think I am right now. I was like, I hear my heartbeat. I'm getting really hot and sweaty. And I, he's like, well, you can't really sleep that one off. Like that's an upper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. He's like, you just got to ride it out. Just ride it out. And I, mean, I call my doctor. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm done. I'm tapping out. I'm not doing these meds. I can't. They're like, obviously it didn't work out we'll try it again. We just got to get it out of your system. I'm like, is this, this is why people relapse. Like, is this why people, cause this feeling is terrible. I don't like it. I'd start sweating. I'm like done. So then we, we had to try it again, but I didn't notice it as much as other people around me noticed it. Mm-hmm. Like I still felt like, like when it started to work, we were in the heart, heart of fall and everyone's like, I, I was at my desk and they're like, see me are you that tired? And I'm like, no, like, Oh, Oh, happy and under control. Hmm. Like it just, everything kind of smoothed out for me. I gotcha. And it wasn't okay. until my applicator was just like, huh? Like you kind of, we were able to tone it down. Yeah. I just like vaunt. And I, and it wasn't until like I took a day off and didn't take it that I realized I'm like, man, okay, that does make a difference for me, but I didn't, because it was so gradual for me. And I think because I was thinking so far into it, I had had too low, I had too low of a dose for me. So it didn't do anything. And then I experienced too high of a dose. So I'm just like, okay, it's obviously not working. It's not working. And I knew what worked for me. I, when I went into work, I had made a schedule for my day that allowed for variation. But if I didn't have a schedule, I was a lost cause. Mm. Mm-hmm. And kind of like it, like in the shop, I'd always have like a list of things that obviously you want to get accomplished. And there's always those few things on the list that don't get accomplished over the next seven years, but they're there and someday they will get accomplished. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I kind of had to go by. Like I had to have, I've, and I've always been this way. And my nephew is this way. If you don't give him a list of things that we need to try and get done, you're just that pinball. And by me- being medicated, I'm gliding along the pinball machine a little more than bouncing back and forth. Mm, mm-hmm. And so it, so obviously things that require attention and, you know, being able to regurgitate things back mm-hmm. in uh, the way, put them on paper or even orally, obviously that comes way easier. It does. And like I, I had no, I didn't understand how it would do it. Like I did not understand I couldn't feel it working, but everybody saw it working. And then it, like, I was at an answer plot meeting 
out in, in the heat of the summer, I guess. Do you guys, did you guys ever have answer plots down there by Winfield United cropland? No. They bas- it's basically a massive field day where you go out and you sweat to death, but you're happy to be learning about the corn and soybeans. And it's like three hours in the middle of the summer, heat of the day. And I left and I, I wasn't mad or annoyed. And I was like, huh? Because I was finally on something enough. I mean, yeah, we moved from, you know, like looking at emergence and looking at weed control. So there was enough moving around for me, but because my brain was finally slowed down enough that I could take it all in. Like there's just a lot going on upstairs and it finally softened everything around me that I could focus. I'm like, okay, here we are. But a lot of it is, is you have to want to. Yeah, I, I have a strong opinion that you have right. to want to focus. Yeah, right, exactly. And and that was the thing. I was like, I'm never going to figure it out if I don't want to. Yeah. And the diploma, I wanted to, but like, my husband will to this day come home and be like, "Really, really? Did you not medicate today?" I'm like, "No, I medicated. But I just got a big mess. This is just my life. Like, <laughs> this is how it is." So, but I like to, you know, I always like to put things in analogies you know to where it's maybe easy to really explain it and it kind of came to me that you obviously you have the ability to do the things that you did right but you didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. have it have everything working the way it needs to be so you were kind of like a high performance race car that had really crappy tires you know so you would you know you'd, you'd go around a turn and you'd hit the wall or you'd get the ditch or whatever but you the meds were kind of like you know putting good tires on and that way yeah, I was going to fresh set of rubbers and things started to jive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's really, you know, because you had all the tools or, I mean, you, everything was functioning per oh, se. Per, yeah. Per se, but not, I mean, but it was, but it was still a mess and you were able to kind of not change yourself, but correct yourself kind of right. hone it in a little bit or a right. lot. I and guess. like, that was the hardest part is like, I was like, I have all the tools. I have all the resources. This has worked for me for so long. Why can't it now? And for whatever reason, it just didn't. And I told, I remember going in, I'm like, listen, I know you're a doctor. I know you make money off of prescribing things, but I'm going to be off this meds. I'm going to be done with college and I'm going to be six months and I'm going to be done. She's like, absolutely. If that's your goal. And then I wasn't. And I'm like, I'm not here for you to make money. I'm here because now I'm graduated. And I'm going to figure this life out outside of here without meds. Mm -hmm. And she's like, if that's how you feel, that's fine. And then we started weaning it off and weaning it off. And I'm like, I'd start, I basically went back to my old ways. And I'm like, I don't, is this, then I had like this denial phase. Like, am I an addict? Am I so dependent on this that I can't function my life without it? So then I tried to stop taking it as a whole because I'm like, I don't need them to tell me what to do. (laughs) I don't need that stigma. Like I have control of myself. Yeah. I perfectly fine getting all my daily tasks done. And I'm, I've now accepted that granted I'm on one fourth of the dose that I was on in college, Mm -hmm. but that I'm never going to be able to function or I shouldn't say never currently, maybe if I retire, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to function without it or be tolerable to be around without it. How, but I mean, obviously that was hard for you to accept, 
Right. I mean, yeah. You, you, and it's, you it's still it. honestly hard for me to talk yeah. about, mm-hmm. like to say that I'm forever going to have to be on this. Yeah. But I'm proud to say that I am like, if it wasn't for today's medical advances, I don't know that I'd have a diploma. I don't know that I would have the job, the jobs that I've had. Sure. Yeah. Like granted in the ag field, you may, the, people may do, but my applicators and stuff, they probably would have been annoyed by me so much. Yeah. Like they'd be like, oh, you're just childish because I was wound up. Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm wound up all the time, but like it is seen as you're a grown adult, control yourself, like figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's not that I'm not trying. It's just, that's the way it is. Or people come around and see stuff everywhere. And they're like, are you really that scatterbrained? I'm like, listen, I also have OCD. This is alphabetized and color coded. It may be scattered for you, but this is beautiful. Like, they, but people don't think of that. And I remember my dad was just like stuck in the mindset of, oh, you get to go to the special classroom today now. Like, you're the one that gets to be pulled out for reading class. You get stickers and you get to sit at a different table for lunch. And I'm like, that's what I wanted more so than anything is I'm going to be medicated, but I'm also going to let people know that it's okay to be medicated and it's okay to not be right inside. Yeah and to still fully be able to function. Yeah. Like I learned so much about my mental health as a whole, sure. because once I started passing things to the university's level of passing, I felt better. I felt more accomplished. I'm like, it shouldn't be because of this piece of paper that I now feel better. Mm. But I had this goal, I wanted it. I didn't want to settle for less than that. And I knew that I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I took, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I wouldn't say it was given to me. And I like dove into, like, I took advantage. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I didn't, I wanted it and I worked for it. I didn't try and take an easy way out to get it. Like, oh, just get medicated. Because I have so many friends that are like, you know, you can sell Adderall or you can sell these drugs and get money for your beer. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, like, no. But then. As soon as I started getting the help, I was learning that people in college, like they were buying it on the streets to get the high from it. And I'm like, I don't feel that high. Like this works for me. Right. And the people are abusing it. Like people are still abusing it to this day. Like, oh, it makes me focus. I, I don't have ADHD. I just need it every now and then. I'm like, yeah, no, go get the help. Like I yeah. had no idea. Like I was that oblivious to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. it's incredible. So I relate to that part of you a lot. Not on that on the not on that in, uh, type of meds, but taking like an antidepressant. I did not want to be on it. I mean, I'm a pharmacist. Like that's how I make my living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but still, I did not want to be on that stuff. I had there was such a stigma around the meds. I was like, okay, what if this was 150 years ago? That's what was, that was always like my thing. What if this was, what if this was back then you wouldn't be able to make it? You know, that's what I would always Mm -hmm. tell myself. So if you don't, if they didn't need it, you don't need it. You know, that's how I would like justify it or like not justify it, but just try to make, yeah. Wrap your head around. Like that's how you make. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I would. And obviously they may do, but why not? There's so much work that's gone into modern medicine. Why not take the 
take advantage of it. I mean, take advantage in this light is a different way of taking advantage in the, in another light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Use it to your benefit. Absolutely. And yeah. a few weeks ago, we talked to Emily Kreckelberg and we had the same discussion about meds and like, we're, we, we were scared. I was scared of what it would mean about me or what, how I would feel once I took it. But like, did I feel normal when I wasn't taking it? No, I don't, right. you know, or it wasn't functioning. It wasn't helping me. So obviously if, and cause now when I take them, I don't, I feel normal. Like I take them. Yeah. I take, it's it's I, the only normal that you know. It, nah, exactly. Now, so, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it is hard to accept that there is a part uh, that, I really do need that. It's hard. It's hard for me to say that out loud, as I'm sure mm-hmm. it is for you. Like you said, uh, it's hard for you to say that. But um, by saying it, it gives other people other people the courage to say it as well. Uh, and that's that's tough. It's tough, but it's needed. You know, people need people need to say these things out loud uh, so they have the courage to know that it's, and not even necessarily for them to speak out, but to know that it's okay. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And everyone's like, and I mean, I grew up around it too. And like, they're like, oh, you just figure out how to fix it. And, and you did, but there's some things that you can't fix. Yeah. And when I found out my dad had cancer, that I would say that was one of the hardest parts for both of us to accept because as a farmer and in agriculture, you can dive, like if tractor breaks down, it t- might take a lot of money. It's going to take some tools, but you can dive in and figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. When something in your body is wrong and you can't wrench on it, you need to t- be, take the next step and get that help in order to make it right. You, you can't continue to go on and try and deal with it and navigate it. I was working out my, my mental health. I thought was great because I was working out. I had a great job. I had a loving support and family, but inside I was not okay. Mm -hmm. Like I, there was something wrong with me and I had the tools to do that. And I just remember my, like telling my dad about it and the light bulb kind of went off for him too. He's like, you know, Sam back in my day, I'm like, yeah, uphill both ways (laughs) in the snow. You know, like he's like, I mean, if that's what it is, then that that's what it is. And then after, you know, now I've been out of college for plenty of time, I'm still on the medicine. And my, I remember like my dad died and I'm just like feeling a little more lost. Like the scatterbrain, the pinball machine is now making all the lights go off all the yo-yo dinging noises. I'm like, something's wrong inside again. Like, am I not handling things right? So I went to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, the little hot mess express is kind of, kind of knocking at the door again. What do we do? She's like, I don't think it's your ADHD. I think like it's your serotonin or like you're battling some depression. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, hell yeah, I am. Like, I just lost my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm still trying to figure out life. I work around all these things of which I love, but there's so much going right, on. Right. I just need, I need some fine tuning to myself. I need something to like, recharge, figure out how to set me to my normal base. And then I will do everything else around. Like, obviously you're eating enough, drinking enough, working out. I can do all that, but if they can get me right on the inside, (laughs) bueno. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 
you do all the things, and and I again, you I think it takes to do all the things, and I don't want to mistake it with like, oh, the medicine takes the place of the work. That's obvious. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. You've you've got to, like you said earlier, you've got to want to get better. You've got to want mm-hmm. to move to go towards that north star, towards that goal, and and you do all sorts of things. There's a it's a toolbox that you know meds are just a part of a toolbox to get you better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were obviously like you talked about. Uh, with studying, you had all the color-coded note cards and everything. I mean, you were doing all those things right. I was there. Yeah. I mean, so you were doing the right things, but still it took something else, a little something else. And, and look, it, it worked, right? It did. Luckily. And like, kind of, like I told, I tell my friends, I'm like, you know, you guys want to lose your beer gut. You guys want the abs. You want to buy a pill to make it work. Mm Mm-hmm. You're willing to fork over all this money to do it, but that's not going to do it. You, you say you want it. You have to want it. You have to want to do more than just spend the money on it. You have to want it. Like, could I have carried on without my medication for the ADHD? Likely. Would I have made it through college? Absolutely not. Mm. Would I have still been at the co-op? Most likely. But I don't think it would be as enjoyable. My life would not be as enjoyable without. And I'm not saying that because I get a high off of it or something. Like I am a functional person to be around. I am an enjoyable person. I look forward to life. And am I scatterbrained? Yes. Is it anything different than anybody else? Probably not, depending on the day. Like I'm just very thankful that today in an ag that you know, we have the ability to kind of go off the beaten path. If something isn't right jiving, there's always something more to be done. And like that project's not working. My mind's not working with it either. You can go work on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually it gets done. Right. And some jobs, they're not, they're not fit that way. Yeah. And like, they're, if I was on a factory so rigid. line, yeah, so rigid. if I was on a factory line and you, I couldn't figure that out right there, that'd be the end. Mm. And luckily and the industry that we're in, I mean, granted, some of them, some of the positions, you don't have that luxury. But if something's not working, you can set it aside and come back to it. It's like, all right, now I can dive into it. And that's part of like, you're, I, with the, I can only focus on something for so long. And then take, you got to take a break. And you have, you have to want to, like, you're not going to lose a beer gut by just taking a pill. Yeah. <laughs> you have to want to. Yeah. And, and there's so much, like, people, do and and Carrie and I have this kind of like saying mantra whatever you will like people will spend their time and their money on what's important to them everybody has things mm-hmm. that are important to them and you know it's not to judge one person over another for whatever but get down to it bare bones strip it all down everybody's going to do what's important to them and spend the mm-hmm. time you know whatever that may be and you know i think you do you have to i mean if and i'm not saying don't take the pill whatever but you got to do all that comes along with it you've got to do yeah. the work you've got to make the change whatever that change that you're wanting to do may be and it, and it can be a scary trial and error thing yeah. too yeah and i think that's where a lot of people give up i mean i was ready to throw in the towel when i got medicated just because of the whole am I high? Is this what, is this what it's going to come down to? Like if, when I want to get off of this, is this what people I've like seen the movies, I've seen people trying to come and down off of drugs. Like they call this a controlled substance. Mm-hmm. Is this what's going to happen to me? And I'm not going to be able to function, you know? And 
it's so much more. It's, it's not that at all. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's not. And you just, it's a trial and error and you, you just got to hold on and want to get through it. And it's ugly. And with medication, I mean, like for the antidepressant thing, it doesn't happen overnight. And that is the hardest yes. part, oh especially gosh, if you, yeah. someone has never, ever had to deal with it. Like my husband, bless his heart. And he's definitely been more open to it now that I've been around him. Mm -hmm. But he just, he didn't understand that what mental health is. He's Most luckily, people he's don't. Just, yeah. they don't until they have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And he just looks at me and he's like, what is wrong? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, pregnant? Is that what that is? I'm like, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, thank God. I mean, you know, I'm like something is wrong. And I don't know why I'm like, I have anything a woman could want. I have all the love and support, but I'm sad. And I don't know why. Yeah. And unless you've been around it, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part for me, you know, that people don't understand it. And they're lucky that they haven't had to deal with it but I wish that they knew more about it. I would like my dad, he, he grew up and he's like, yeah. figure it out. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, it's not that easy. Right. It's really not. It's okay to admit that you need help. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to say, I'm sad. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm sad. Here I am. The sun's shining. I'm crying. Yeah. No, I mean, it, and it is like it, there, we're, we're in a culture of where, nobody did that sort of stuff we mm -mm. like you i mean you know bless your dad obviously i mean he, he did he did the things like he thought he was supposed to do, and so did my dad and yeah. so i mean not just my dad my my brothers my parent or my mom all and of they them. didn't know they, they didn't know any better they thought they were doing their best uh mm -hmm. but it turns out the more we know uh, and that's part of like the you know human progression is we learn a little we learn and we we adapt and now that we know there's obviously no shame in doing the things that need and 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 not even like doing like you say to just understand that it's okay to be angry it's okay to be sad it's okay to be down about something if you and you just recognize that and that way it, you can get over it or you can yeah you, you feel all the feels yeah you let it happen sure and then you take it and run yep. you take it and work with it yeah yeah and i mean i can i look at a lot of my younger friends too and see them they're like oh, i probably just need to be medicated i'm like no <laughs> that's i mean some of them probably do sure. yeah. but it's like figure out what works for you. Like obviously the, the environment that you are in uh -huh. is a lot of it too. Like if you completely change your environment, obviously I'm not saying up and uproot and completely change everything. It's, it's a process. It's not easy. And especially if you have a family, like it, it's a commitment, not just for you, but for your spouse. Yeah. Like you have to want to make the change and they have to be on board right. with you right. loving and supporting you and being there. And I mean, thank god my husband is and was but i was i was horrified to tell my dad like say you know hey i want to i'm gonna get on medication because he's like no you just deal but then for him to see his baby girl actually like this isn't like oh a phase thing like like the whole mjs were for the basketball team <laughs> like have to have to have a type of thing you know like maybe like for seeing my dad open his eyes to it man who basically had blinders on everything that's inside was what was right. Anything out here, meh, 
you're fine. Deal with it, uh-huh. you know, type uh-huh. of thing. To see him realize that I had something wrong and that we could get it fixed was a big thing for me because, I mean, he was old school, like you said. I mean, didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. And th- no, no shame on them, but they just didn't know. And now I wish there were so many more, like people, <sighs> the mental health industry is just so everyone's short staffed, but people knew where they could go to reach out and that they didn't give up yeah. just because of how long the process is. It's not, it's not quick. It's not, it's not. And, you know, and it does, that does scare people. And people are like, people are just like, well, I just, um, you know, if I can't get help right now, or if it's not going to get better right away, then it's just not worth it. And um, you bring up a really excellent point, And I don't think I've ever really like thought of it that way. And like, people have to understand that it is a process. I mean, it's not, there's not a, oh, I'm going to talk about my mental health now. I'm okay. Like, or Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to address this right now. And tomorrow, nothing's going to be wrong. No, things are still in. I have shit days. I I do. I've had, I had a shit day two days ago, like bad. Um, And it was hard, but I have done the things over the last few years to make those days not turn into weeks or months or Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Because they did. There's one, there was a time where they, there wasn't just days. It was weeks and, and, and months. And I would just, it was just bad, bad. But now I'm not perfect, but I'm a lot better. And it's taken a lot of work for me to get where I am. You know, I don't want, I don't ever want anybody to ever think like I don't struggle because mm-hmm. I do, I still do struggle, but I, I know how to handle the struggles a lot better now. Absolutely. You know, and I think that kind of goes into like, everyone says, everybody gets so butthurt so easily and you have to be so worried about everybody's triggers. And I, that always hits a bone with me because I remember when I was dealing with the whole ADHD depression thing, I Googled how to fix it. I don't need a doctor. I Googled how to fix it. Like figure out your triggers, not a problem. Like, okay, that made me really upset. Not going to deal with that again. Not, and I'm like, so you can control once you know what they are, you, you try and figure it out. But there's some things I'm like, I don't know what triggered this. I don't know mm-hmm. why I am this way. And to hear the doctor say, it's because there's an imbalance going on. There's something going on inside of you. There's an imbalance. That's why. Like, this, I'm not saying this to get money. I'm not saying this because if you buy the medicine, I'm going to get a raise. There's something wrong inside of you that your levels are off. And that is why. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's All right. a lot of it is, it's just simple chemistry and you know, yeah. you wouldn't doubt it if it was on a, I mean, say you're in a chemistry class and things, you know, they are out of balance. I mean, it's the, the law of homeostasis is well, established well-known in biology i mean our bodies are no different our lives are no different you know like when i explained it to my applicators i was like you know how the mixing order is very important when we put all the chemicals into the machine like yeah i was like you know how the one time sammy did it wrong and things kind of got like uh cheese curds and it got really bad like yeah like that was when hot mess sammy was around we had the cheese curd situation going on. We did not follow the mixing order. And then he's like, okay, so you add the Dawn dish soap and that helps smooth it out, get her cleaned out. And I was like, that is 
that is the fixing process. Like there's still curdles places, things are separating. A little more dish soap, a little more water. That then that gets us to the better man. They're just like, what? I'm like, listen, I about failed out of college. I barely made it through high school. I have to figure out analogies. And this <laughs> is the best way for me to show you guys what is going on in this head of mine. Yeah. I'm like, huh. And to this day, like we still joke about it. They're like, oh, the cheese curd, Dawn dish soap, sprayer analogy. I'm like, that that's literally what happens something is mixing wrong and it's not because i'm adding things wrong right my body just does it right 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 good well sammy this is awesome tonight like i could talk to you all night i feel like and it's you just you bring a level of just like ease to talk about this stuff with and i i appreciate that because it's needed you know and i i i for one, it makes it my job as the podcast host very easy whenever you can talk about these things with such ease. I, I love that. I love that about you. Thank and you. I'm, I am so happy that we took this opportunity to have this conversation and got to know each other face to face. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been enjoyable. And obviously, it's, it's even healing for me. And yes. obviously I don't know everything, right. you don't know everything. And I don't claim to know everything. And some people may hear this and think, oh my gosh, that's not how it is. Maybe not for you. Yeah. Maybe and, not. Yeah. And, and, and that's fine, but I'm always going to be open to talk about it. And I'm always happy to learn more about it because everybody deals with it in different ways. Sure. And, and sometimes it just takes talking to someone else about it. Like, yes, yes. there's that going too. Yeah. like, it's, it's great to have the family that we have on Twitter and Instagram that that's become, I'm so thankful for this. So thank you. Isn't it great? Like I just like, I am, I was one for so long to just curse social media, but it has been one of the biggest blessings to my life. Like mm -hmm. it's just, I've made friends around the country, uh, around the world, really through the connection. I mean, when there was no way there ever happened. I mean, I have absolutely, I have people I that I consider best friends that I only, the only reason I know them is through social media. It's just, it's an amazing community that we have built there and I'm so thankful for it. So thankful for it. Yeah. It is what you make of it. And by golly, I love it. Yeah. Where do people find you? So you can find me on Instagram, S Wangsness, and then Twitter, Sammy Wangsness. That's two M's and an I, Wangsness. And then I'm on the TikTok too, but something along those lines. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. All right. Well, cool. Well, this was fun. Thanks again for sharing your story. It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was therapeutic to me. If, 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 even if it isn't to anyone else, thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to ag state of mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ag state of mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.